0: Hamilton Harden, on the podcast. Welcome.
1: Glad to be here. <laughs> All right.
0: So you've been in Memphis for how long now?
1: I've been in Memphis a little over a year. I moved here in January of 2016.
0: Okay, so you came here specifically to work with... Tell me about Made in Memphis. Now, what? this is a new recording studio record label production studio that's
1: uh, are you going to tell them or would you like me to tell them <laughs> <laughs> look man i'm just
0: telling you i've done my research You're, yeah your right? question
1: like sorry me. let me
0: rephrase the question <laughs> yeah made in memphis what
1: is that what is it what is it um so made in memphis is a recording studio record label <laughs> <laughs> interesting no, but really um it is it is a record label uh and we have our own recording studio um uh, within the record label, you know, we do the whole publishing, the marketing, all that stuff is included in the label. But So made, how did you, how
0: did you get roped in or recruited or brought into the
1: Made in Memphis family? I, I got a cold call from uh, legendary songwriter, David Porter. Now, legendary. Yep. What has he written? When I say legendary, he's most famous for the songs like Soul Man and I've heard of uh, that. Uh, hold on, I'm coming. I've heard of that. And uh as a producer he's, you know, produced everything from, you know, Mariah Carey to uh, he co-wrote uh you know, Will Smith getting jiggy with it. So all the way from Yeah, He no. wrote getting jiggy people with don't, it. That's what I'm saying people don't know all that he's involved with behind the scenes. David Porter. Yeah. And you know, his his music alone has has sold over, you know, 300 million copies worldwide. 300 million. 300 million. And that's on the the low end I'm the sure. conservative Maybe, side. Yeah. The conservative side, yeah.
0: So for all those people out there mm-hmm. who have never understood what it actually means to get jiggy with it, yeah, you can actually ask the author.
1: Absolutely. What's nah, your intention? Nine to nine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. So he brought you in. Mm-hmm. You're working with David Porter. Yeah. Now, uh, what's the relationship there? So is he writing the music?
1: No. So David. Uh, has Okay, so our company president, which is Tony Alexander, worded it best, and I think he he hit it right on the spot, is what he calls wealth transfer. And what it is, the wealth is more from a, not financial, but a, a knowledge standpoint, where the older generation pours into the younger generation. Which is something that doesn't happen on the society a lot, because most of the time, the younger generation is either too... They don't think they need it? Yeah, too arrogant. I don't mm-hmm. need that old man, don't tell right. me. And then the older generation doesn't want to share or they're too busy you know right. on the golf course but david has come off the golf course and he has empowered me as leadership uh and it would be dumb for me as new leadership to look at him and say i got this old man right as opposed to look at someone who has made a very good living uh made just a very good living over the last 50 years in the industry the um, 300 million with 300 million <laughs> records <laughs> Uh, why would I not go to him? And so, you know, one thing I've established at the company, we have songs uh, staff songwriters. And so one thing with all the writers that we have, we have five of them and every Monday we get together and I, I start this thing called Writers Round where they bring every week new songs. I give me each two songs to write and which sounds like oh okay two songs, but when you're asked to write two songs at the level of which that they're writing, it, it's a daunting task. What level is that? High. <laughs> okay,
0: like three hundred million yeah. records sold. Three
1: hundred million records sold. Gotcha. And so is David a part of that? David is a part of, it, which is so why sits I, in. Which is why I had him. Uh, uh, why I started it because it's it makes no sense to have a legendary songwriter not a give feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he and I get feedback, and it's really a time for them. Uh, you know, person A maybe pitching a song. David gets a critique while he's critiquing person A. All the other songwriters are hearing that critique and we're all drawing from that yeah so it's really a, a really safe place and nobody wears their feelings on the sleeve sometimes it's like that song is awful this yeah. is why it's awful
0: so you you came here about a year ago mm-hmm. so from then till now what what's the made in memphis yeah right studio we established that david porter comes in he wants to pour into the younger generation right so david porter was a part of the stacks
1: absolutely studio right
0: mm-hmm. so he was part of that legendary movement within memphis right since then memphis still known as music scene but more of like a tourist music scene you know right right looking to the old days right uh, what happened in memphis back mm-hmm. then so uh is made in memphis targeted to sort of renew revive sort of that that scene within memphis
1: absolutely actually i think it's i would say a better way to phrase that would not to uh please don't say me. that say yeah. that you know you had it obviously all obviously i got it wrong but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me correct you <laughs> what you should have said is that uh made in memphis is more of uh the the new twist that will take it into the next millennium you know we're not discrediting the the rich legacy that has been set here in memphis by such a great artist um but I think Memphis is in need of what's happening now and moving forward. What is the sound of Memphis now? And a lot of people, when they hear about what we're doing, they expect to hear like this retro, just better sounding retro music. Right. That's not what we're Spack's trying to do. Regurgitating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a modern twist. That's not right. what it is. And I think soon people will hear, because we already have two records completed. So they're done. Records are done. We're mixing right now. So and, who are the artists? Uh, our first artist, her name is Porcelain. Okay uh and the second artist is uh his name is matthew michael um amazing talents um and like i said i just feel like the musical speaks for itself i have a level of excitement that i try to contain when i do interviews like this uh because i don't want to come off like just frantic and intense but i am yeah. uh just confident about the music that we're releasing i feel like um it's what the Music industry worldwide needs to needs to feel needs to hear. There's a realness that I think comes from Memphis. Memphis has like a vibe to it. Yeah. um That explain course, that. Like, what do you what do you mean when you say it as a vibe? Well, the music that comes from the musicians and <coughs> the voices that come from the singer is full of heart. Like it's 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 genuine. And I don't want to make this a negative thing about anywhere else, but I, I've I've I had the opportunity to play all over the world, record in Los Angeles, record in New York. I lived in Nashville. I moved here from Nashville, which are can, supposed to be considered, you know, the music capitals. Mm-hmm. And there's there's some great, I mean, artists, but and there's great music, but there is a sense of like plasticness with the music. It's like fake, yeah. You know what I'm saying? People, you talk to people. Hey, man. Hey, we need to get together. It's like, okay. When? We need to get together. (laughs) It's like you're just saying that. Like that just sounds nice to say, but you really don't want to establish a relationship. You just are saying something that sounds, hey, let's. It's socially acceptable. It's what we say to each other. Right, right. right. But it's not real. And it's so, uh, especially when I go to, you know, Los Angeles and some of those places, it's like so. It's packaged. Packaged. Yes, that's the way to put it. It's packaged. and And so there's a realness about Memphis. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it translates even through the music. It's like Memphis, in a sense, is
0: like the vintage sign. Yeah. And then Los Angeles and the other places are like the Hobby Lobbies that sell the vintage sign. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the recreation mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. You know, it's like the original. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, you know, David's always doing, um, you know, documentaries and, you know, he just did BBC, uh, came here last week to interview him for a documentary that they're putting out and people are so interested worldwide about this Memphis sound still um, still. And so why not, uh, take that same heart that was in the legacy of Memphis music and put it, put that energy in the younger contemporary form and still keep that heart still keep that emotional connectivity and put it in new music and put it in the marketplace. Now, you know, we want to do great things for the city, but our reach is, our intent and our focus is worldwide. So we, our music is going to be, and, I'm, and I'm pretty, I don't want to come off intense. We will, you will be you are us. <laughs> We will be heard. No, but, but I, I think you know, we will be heard in, in you know, Singapore, Paris, New York, L.A. Yeah. You know, and because our name is made in Memphis, it's going to do nothing but be, bring a greater light to the city of Memphis. Yeah. So is, is there still an abundance of
0: artists within Memphis?
1: You know, I've only been here for a little over a year, and I'm finding more. Okay. Um, and so the two artists that we have now are from Memphis. Now, Made in Memphis is not going to be solely just artists from Memphis, only Memphis. Yeah. You know, we'll find artists from else, elsewhere, but right now we just have but a But you're going to make the music in exactly, Memphis. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's Made in Memphis. Yeah. So what are what's the... Uh, so then what's the dynamic between you and David? If he's not necessarily writing music but offering
1: critique sort of in that mentorship role. Sure. Are you writing
0: uh with them? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're writing so some pieces I'm, as well?
1: I'm co-writing right now all the music. Uh that's with them. So all of the music. All the music. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Every one of them. Every single piece. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Great. You're getting your catalog. I am, yeah. But so we awesome. we are
1: we are developing a catalog, you know. We've been functioning even though we just did a pre- press release uh last week. We've been functioning for a year. And so we have records completed. We have a writing staff. That writing staff has developed their own catalog each per writer. Uh, So we have over, I don't know, 150 songs already. So what, you said the press release happened last week. Mm -hmm. So why now? Well, we don't want to talk about, well, hey, we're made in Memphis. And one day we're going to do this. (laughs) And one day we hope, no, we want to come out talking about not what we're going to do but what we've we're doing and we're we're in the ocean because i think from what i understand moving here what i've been told is that um here in memphis a lot of people have been fed promises of of false hopes yep and so we don't want to just be another one that talks about you know we're going to try to do something we're not trying to do nothing we're doing it yeah and um I hope that didn't come off arrogant, but it's, I think it's more of a strong confidence. Well, I think, yeah.
0: There's a big difference between people who say they're going to do something and people who have done something right. they can show you for it right, or show right, you what right. they've done. Yeah.
1: We, we want to represent the latter.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what? you are the head of A&R. Mm-hmm. So if I'm really good at music, I want to talk to you,
1: right? Yeah. So my official title is vice president and head of A&R. Okay. So as A&R, uh, it, it sort of encompasses a lot of different hats. One hat would be artist development. We don't just sign artists and say, "Hey, now do your thing." Yeah. No, we develop them. um, If you see where the artist started from where they are now, it's night and day. And we're continually pouring into that. We know from everything, obviously the music, but from the style to the, I'm I'm sorry, the styling of like how they look, uh, their hair, their image, their branding, all that stuff, um, making sure that's on point. And then the R of A&R is repertoire, so making sure the music that comes through uh, the company, whether it be myself or from other producers, I'm sort of the quality control to make sure it represents us in the best light. Yeah. So you guys are trying to construct not just a sound for the individual artist, but also a sound
0: for the label. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So... A lot of people don't know this, Mm -hmm. but you also have a uh, regular standing gig on Sunday mornings. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, a really great church in in Memphis called Fellowship Memphis. Fellowship Memphis. Have you heard? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I've heard of them. Um, And I've noticed, um, well, for full disclosure, I'm also saying a little bit for the label. Full disclosure, yeah. Yes. And you guys always open up with prayer, you and David both. I mean, you're doing that thing on Sunday mornings. So what is that like kind of incorporating... Your faith elements into your music, but writing music that people would not quote unquote call,
1: you know, yeah, we
0: wouldn't put it in life way mm-hmm. you know, yeah well, i
1: think I think in every walk of life, but particularly with music, it's real easy when everyone oh you're you're awesome, that sounds great, It's real easy to lose sight of uh one it's a gift that you did not manufacture and uh that the gift came from from somewhere and you have to uh take it from there now who did it come from And i think people like to say god and in, in society as like in a very general vague you know god or the man upstairs but when when i introduce uh like prayer before a session It's really making specifically an understanding for all of us um, where we as a company, or at least as a producer, where my understanding of where this comes from. Why is that
0: important to you?
1: Well, I think it's people sort of uh, generalize ministry as uh, only the preachers or those that work in church staff, which I've done before, as those that. Are you a preacher? I I've preached before, I've preached six times in my life, but uh, that's that's not like my main get back on the keyboard, yeah right yeah got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it <laughs> but i think I think it's important for people of all walks of life to realize that um to view life in the through the lens of Jesus and what you do, you know I'm not much was said about paul's tent making making mm-hmm. or his ability, but He did what he needed to do and he did it for the glory of Jesus. So, you know, I know John Piper says whether you eat pizza or whatever you do, do it to the glory of Jesus. And so for me as a music producer, um, it's important that, you know, for some of the artists, they may the only time they pray is when we pray together. That's my way of um, first of all, trying to more from a teaching perspective, make sure they, if they don't know, this is where the gift comes. At least for me, I'm telling them whether they believe for themselves or not, that's them. I can tell them for me, you know, if God didn't give me the inspiration for the ideas for these tracks, if he doesn't direct where the session goes, then for me, I'm telling you that I'm lost. Like I, I'm not that smart. Like, you know, you people tell me, oh, man, you're awesome. You're the best musician. I'm not that good. You know, and it, it's, I think it's realizing for me where my limits are. Part of being a Christian is not lying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. You're that good. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Well. okay. But I'm I mean, just I just, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though. It's like, I just, shut up. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but I think it's just, it's, it's realizing that um, song by song for me, there's several times where I go through version one of the song and it's like, this sounds awful and I have to stop and I say, God, I need some inspiration. I need where these textures should come from, where the vibe of this song should come from. And so what do you get presented with?
0: Mm-hmm. If it's a song that, let's say Matthew Michael wrote. Sure. Then he, what does he bring? Does he bring you the instruments behind it? Or does he just sing it for you? And then you kind of take it from there.
1: And- well, we have all of our writers, uh, catalog so we have our our engineers schedule time um with them to record their song either acapella or if they have a little beat that they recorded in their phone whatever it is they put the idea down so they can move on to the next okay it is my job to then go through the music and say oh for this artist for this record this could work now even though matthew Mar- michael who's an artist uh some of the songs that he writes may be better for another artist course he would still be credited as the original writer and then i would come alongside and co-write and maybe add some melody tweaks or add a bridge or take away something that that brings
0: but do they bring you a pretty full song at that point or do they say hey here's something's been in my head oh it has to be full songs okay i mean
1: they're on staff to write songs so they're expected to write so you take that you run with it and then
0: i mean you're recording all the instruments yourself right yeah yeah. Okay. So how does that work? I mean, do you just get in the studio and you is it just you at the board and you kinda of run back and forth between the tracking room and the studio? But
1: this is something I've done for, for a while. Um what's a while? I've been I've been producing music since I was like seventeen. Okay, so a while. Yeah. Thirty five now. I'm not old, old, so but a really long time. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, you know, basically that starts with I lay out a uh, a skeleton of where the verses with a metronome, which those who don't know the metronome, it's just a click track that goes like this. Yeah. And at different points in the software, I put where the chorus is going to be. I put where the verse is going to be.
0: So you map it out in the program first. Map it
1: out in the program first. Interesting. Okay. This is my my way. It's your workflow. And then yeah, my workflow. Yeah. The way I do things. There you go. It's the Uh, way to do things. The way to do things. Let's just call it that. Which is the name of this podcast? The way to do thing. No, um, <laughs> sorry, getting ahead of myself. Yeah, um, way ahead. Yeah, but uh, workflow. The, yeah, workflow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, lay that out, and then it comes to a point where I start adding the sequenced instruments. So generally, the the keyboard bass stuff, any loops, any of that type of the percussive stuff. Um, and generally I do the live instrumentation last. So if there's live horns, I put that on last. If there's live drum set, live bass, you know, I put that stuff on so I can have something to play too. So you, you use all the different software instruments first. Right, Map
0: right. it out, and then you go into the tracking room.
1: Right, right. And
0: then that's when you're like running back and forth and doing Well, kidding. yeah, yeah. You have people that help you. You have, you right. have your staff. We have engineers. Right. Great engineers, by the yeah. way. So uh, what are the kind of hours you're putting
1: in <laughs> to put these albums off? Good question. <laughs> um, it, it's pretty intense. Um, you know, it can be And anywhere. you're recently
0: married too, right? Yes, six okay. months now. Okay, six months. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 So
1: time management is very right. crucial. Right. Uh, making sure all are satisfied. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it can be, well, I say generally it's between nine and 14 hours a day. And okay. I try. Oh, generally, Sundays I don't don't work, and then you do I work. try. Fellowship well, Memphis. Well, yeah, Fellowship Memphis. Fellowship Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Cameras. <laughs> um, what is that? Why do people make that noise? What does that mean? <laughs> it's just a little click. Say, I wish I know, never did. I know that. what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: I'm better than
1: you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I meant. Yeah. Um, but in Saturdays. I try not to, if I can help it. So you have one day off a week. Yeah, basically, great. Yeah. So David's just working you like crazy. Well, you know, he, David empowers. He's he many times is the one saying, "Ham, you need to take some time. Ham, slow down. Ham." He calls me. That's ham, cool, by the way. Ham, Hamp. Hamp. Yeah. So he said he says you know slow down, but I, I just know there's um, a quality level that that I strive to you're a workaholic. No. Um, just say it. I believe in working a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> More than I should. Right. But then, you know, be, you know, music is all fun, but you know, when you get deadlines, it's a mix of fun and you need to get yeah, it done. Yeah, you're
0: balancing that that line yeah. between music as a creative art yeah. and music as a business. Right, right. Yeah. Which I I can't imagine how like Every once in a while, you, sure you can be hit with a song, but to know, hey, you've got to write yeah. x amount of songs. Yeah. This is your job. Yeah. Uh, it's no longer whenever inspiration strikes. Yeah, you don't get that luxury no.
1: anymore. And that's you know that's to to the earlier point. You know when I, I I get dry sometimes, just on the inspiration side, and that's where you know prayer comes in very crucial. Like yeah, I start every song while it's in that skeleton stage, and I say, God, please guide my. I'm desperate. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i mean, help, desperate. Help. I, don't, I don't hear anything. <laughs> but you know, that's that's yeah. I, that's just where it is. Yeah. And does that work? Absolutely. It works. Yes.
0: So if you are blank, you will just kind of sit, think, pray, yeah. and it'll work.
1: But see, it's 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 the narrative I think of life in general. Like you know, sometimes I'll say that prayer in the beginning, and then I'll do version one of the song, and it's trash version two of the song, and it's like, this is not feeling right. It's not what I heard in my head. Because, you know, you hear something in your head and then you try to make it come out through the speakers. And sometimes it just does not translate that way. Yeah. And so it may be a third time, but at the end of the day, when it's done and you listen to the final product, it's like, man, this is great. Thank you, Jesus. Well, how long does it take to track an individual song? It varies. Um, The last one I did was sort of uh, what I would call a bigger production. So there were horns, and I had to arrange the horns, and uh, live drums, uh, multiple tracks of live drums that I had. Like So I made it sound like it was two drum sets on each side. And then for the verses, I did a third drum set down the center. A third? Just, I mean, it's just some some songs require more. Some songs are like straight. How do you hear
0: that? Like in your head, and then say
1: this song needs three drum sets that's that's the thing where it's like i'm not that smart that's where i'm it's obvious to me that you know god is really putting the inspiration for the song in my head for three drum sets for three three drum sets i gotta be honest i've never heard of three drum sets uh talk to god no (laughs) do you pray if you prayed you would know
0: gosh i just gotta do that. People that pray know three drum sets. <laughs> what? So, is that what's wrong with music today? That's what's wrong not with enough music. drum sets.
1: Not enough drum sets, man. Okay.
0: Yeah, because I've seen the musical acts where they are like two yeah, drum sets. I'm yeah. like, that's good. Yeah. But it's
1: not great. I mean, you could get away minimum two. Yeah. But <laughs> if you want the glory. Right. What are we even talking about? I don't right? know. I don't know. All I right, clocked so, out minutes ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just a shell of who you used to Michelle. be. shell.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, so uh, what is uh Back on Track? Uh-huh. Made in Memphis. Yeah. Right, that studio you're working with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what is the, uh, is there like a long-term, David Porter, you, Tony, y'all sit down, y'all think this is where we want it to be. Obviously, y'all have thought through sure, this. Sure, sure. I mean, do you want it to be that thing that sort of puts Memphis music back on the map
1: current? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, the one of the sole uh, soul. so that's a big driving. Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked that vision. I mean, that vision was spoken before I even moved. So David, when when he had he's the original visionary, and when I was living in Nashville, I got a cold call from him. He called. What were you doing at that time? I was producing.
0: Producing, producing music, what? Uh, any and everything.
1: Pretty much any and everything. I did a lot of touring. Most of my work was touring with different artists. Anybody um, know? Yeah. uh Well, Memphis own Kirk Whalum, who is like my guy
0: you know he's playing at uh the good friday service on friday
1: awesome did yeah. not know that yeah
0: he's gonna be uh he's gonna be doing a piece
1: nice yeah yeah
0: he wanted to do it he just yeah. came up to johnny on sunday and yeah like,
1: i want to play a good friday yeah yeah i mean kirk is a uh has a big spot in my heart man that's He's dude. pretty good. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think he might play the saxophone one day.
0: Yeah, he might be. <laughs> we might let him play on we stage might one let day. Him work. Yeah, Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, uh, of course, Kirk Whalem, um, Layla Hathaway, uh, Ruben Stutter, Kenny Lattimore, Dave Kais. Um, so yes, yeah, did yeah. a lot of touring.
0: Okay, so you were you were living in Nashville doing touring, yeah. but you
1: didn't grow up in Nashville. I did not, I can't, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Oh yeah. O H I O. The heart of music. The heart of music. Yeah,
0: Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, right there in the heartland. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've been. <laughs> I can tell. I know all about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen pictures on yeah. Google Images. Yeah. The uh, so you went to Nashville. Clip part. <laughs> <Clip art. laughs> it's the third time. <laughs> it's I've the heard third that time. Yeah. So you went to Nashville. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're just producing all that stuff, and then randomly you get a phone call from David Border?
1: Randomly got a call from David. Now Porter.
0: obviously. Did you know? Did you know who he was at that point?
1: I did not. Okay. Well, so most I don't feel so bad. Most of my most of my musical career has been in what's called straight ahead jazz. What is which, it? Straight ahead jazz or straight classic ahead. jazz? Okay. Um, which the word jazz I know is getting more and more vague as as time goes on. That's why you got to but qualify with straight ahead? Right. So along the lines of John Coltrane, you know, Wynton Marsalis. Uh, those are some you know yep. long that sound. Yep. So most of my touring has been in that, and then. Later on, I started doing more smooth jazz and pop music. And then pretty much since I was a child, I've been doing gospel alongside of all that. So none of that really was in the same spectrum of what David Porter is known for. So when I first talked to David and he told me about what he wants to do before he got the phone, he said, and just before you, we bring you down to Memphis, um, why don't you Google the name, Google my name, David Porter, and see. <laughs> so, But while you didn't know
0: who he was mm-hmm. and he's giving you all this, th- what are you thinking at that point? Like,
1: I'm just taking taking the information in. Yeah. I'm it's another to, call. Yeah, it's another call. It's just another call. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh he brought me here. So he uh, said Google me? He said Google me. All right. And I hey, Googled.
0: Before you do anything else, you might want to Google me.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: That's my life goal. Yeah. To be able to say that one. Yeah.
1: Day. Yeah. You know, I believe that's possible <laughs> even now. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah. I've written things about you on Wikipedia. <laughs> I have a Wikipedia? You do. Wow. I started it. <laughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> we, Thank you. we probably should have talked about that. Yeah, no, I just
0: appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I don't even care what's on there. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, so says,
0: you probably should Google me. Yeah, so you Google them, you're like, okay, this dude's a real a deal. Yeah,
1: yeah. See his discography. You go on AllMusic.com and you see uh, all the names. You know, Mariah Carey. I mean, just the names that from you know the 1960s through today that yep. he's, he's all a part the names. Of. Yeah, all the names. Right. So I'm like, okay, this this is not uh some you know fly. What by was night. his pitch? Like, hey, I'm doing this thing in Memphis. I don't do a David Porter impression. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey man, I'm just, just stop. Just okay, stop. Sorry. Right yeah. That was <laughs> I'm doing that, this uh,
1: thing in Memphis. That was going yeah, bad. Just, yeah, um, thank you for that. Yeah. That um, was mercy. So <laughs> <laughs> So uh it basically he said, you know, I, I'm looking for producers that do things that I've heard that you do. So um, I said, cool, you know, I'd love to, for me, I didn't know, it, it, Memphis was not my three or five year plan. So I'm never like- Never on the radar. N- never on the radar for me. And so I was like, okay, I'll come down and check you out. Yeah. So I came down, he took me to lunch and we talked strict, very detailed about the vision of what this company, what he wants to do with it. And he looked me in the eye and he said, whether you're here or not, I'm going to get this done. And there was an uh, intenseness in his eyes that you can sort of know when someone is jive and when they're the real deal. Yeah. And when he said that, I'm like, okay, this cat is serious. He's the real deal. He had you at whether or not. Yeah. He had me at whether or not. Yeah. And, um, you know, from then, you know, at at that point, the studio was in very, it just wasn't renovated yet. And so I had to catch the vision of like where he was going from oh, the
0: studio, where is it? It was it's, in like this nasty old building, right?
1: Yeah, it was an office building um that went through that has gone through now a five million dollar renovation. And so we have three studio rooms, uh, world class and and I'm I'm I say that because, you know, I've I've recorded in New York, LA. I've even recorded in Spain before. I've recorded all over the world and this is really a legit world class um and, of course, I lived in the Nashville, which is home of some of the big, the best the studios. studios. Yeah. yeah. Blackbird. And so we've had uh, one of the designers got by the guy named Michael Cronin from England, uh, world-renowned studio designer, designed this studio um, with – we have three rooms, Studio A, Studio B, Studio C, each offering different uh, sonic qualities to it, different size, different dimensions, different colors. Um, and we have, but none
0: know. of that existed when Porter
1: was walking oh, you through. Oh, none of that, right? It was all just I mean, it was it was dirty office cubicles. He took me downstairs where Studio C is, which if the basement, you, yeah, which is the basement, and you know this will be here, and we're gonna have uh, production suites here, and this is gonna be a lounge here, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really not. That's cute that you think it is, but you know, but I really yeah. had to like catch the vision. So you agreed to it absolutely.
0: after seeing that building yeah. in the shape that it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. And um, just based upon, one, his, his credibility just in the, in the music industry, and then, two, based upon the intent. I'm telling you, there's something in his eyes that when someone is, is for real, you can feel it. Um, and so I felt it, and I relocated here. Yeah. Um, I, I moved here in January of 2016 um, and we just started working while while the downstairs was being the while the basement level was being renovated uh, we were working upstairs in this hot no air conditioned second level in Memphis. in Memphis during June, July August, which was awful. I mean, I was working on music sweating. Uh, and then, you know, the down, the basement level was the first to get renovated. Right. So we now move downstairs in this world, I mean, pristine quality studio in the basement now, which is happening. We have production suites. I have my, one of my offices down there where I do most of my producing is down there. And it's looking great. Meanwhile, the floor, the ground level, which where Studio A and B is now, was still just a bunch of office cubicles. Mm-hmm. The upstairs was still what it was. So while we're working downstairs, the construction crew, excuse me, is working, you know, very intensely trying to meet their deadlines for us. Um, They poured for Studio A and B, poured another level of concrete in a way to where the studios are actually floating independent from each other and from the ground floating. Yeah. There are, it's called floating rooms and I'm not an architect. So they asked me to get uh more detail than what I'm saying. is floating. Yeah. Well, floating in the sense that it's not connected to the world. Yeah. It's like on a, it's like a separate building almost in a building. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. How is that even possible? Through magic. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's amazing. Right, right, right. No. No, but it's 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 just we got some hip architects. What's the point of it? The point of it so uh sound vibration is uh sonically independent from anything. So if there was if for example a a big truck that was carrying a wrecking ball accidentally dropped a wrecking ball on the street in front of us on Union Avenue, we wouldn't be affected from it. We wouldn't hear any boo. And it wouldn't shake the room. It wouldn't shake the room. It's like independent. So for all
0: of those aspiring artists yeah. who are recording in their house, in their closets, sorry, it's just not going to work. Your room isn't floating.
1: <laughs> Your room's not floating.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I'm just going to look at it and say float that. <laughs> <laughs> float that. What, did you say? what does that mean? <laughs>
1: Why do I say things?
0: Hamilton Harden, ladies and gentlemen. Hamilton Harden, <laughs> float that. Yeah. You could trademark that. Yeah. yeah. So already okay, have. So they build out these rooms, you're working downstairs. So are they ready?
1: Yes. Is everything ready? Yeah, well, Studio C is uh, we've been recording out there for the last year. Um Studio B, which is primarily going to be used as a mixing room, uh but right now it's it's up and ready. We have a the new um a new console coming which will be it's custom made uh by a company called API which is a world renowned um uh Uh, Company for, you know, uh, Outboard Gear. Uh, One of their new consoles, uh, which there are only four like it in the world, uh, will be coming towards the end of May. It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas all year. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it's that good. Yeah. So how are you, uh, as you guys are, I mean, obviously those things will be wrapping up. How are you acquiring new artists? Like, are you guys going to shows? Are Mm y'all asking people to send in stuff?
1: Yeah. Well, people that. Especially now that we're out in the public, we've been getting um, people knocking on the door all the time. So I, I wrote this song
0: like physically knocking on your door, physically
1: knocking on the door, physically ringing the doorbell. So what I'm encouraging I people, that, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's they're out grinding. Yeah, that's right. So what I'm encouraging people to do is go to our website, which is M I M E Made in Myths Entertainment M I M E Corp C O R P dot com dot com. Okay, and uh, there, <laughs> go to contacts and you'll find. Um, you'll find all the website I'm sorry, email addresses where you can send music if if you think you have the skills to be a great artist. Please send it in. We review everything. Um I can't promise you that So it doesn't just go into a black hole no, of nothingness. No, no, no. It no. literally gets listened to. Right. It gets listened to. It will get listened to.
0: By people who can actually make something happen to it. Yes. Now are
1: you looking for certain genres? Yeah, we're in pop. Straight up. Straight up pop. So right now, you know, our competitors would be The Bruno Mars, the Beyonce's, the um, uh, Taylor Swift's, the, you know, Justin Bieber's. So very low bars. Yeah, low bars. Low bars to hurdle. Mm -hmm. I got it. Yeah.
0: So mainly pop. So if I'm like a budding country artist, Mm -hmm. you don't want me.
1: Probably not the label for that, yeah. Yeah. Because this is Memphis, man. It's Memphis.
0: Okay, so what are some ways that, uh, that you see made in Memphis sort of changing the landscape of Memphis as a whole. Yeah, was, I think... David Porter's a huge name. He is. Right? He's like he this is. massive figure. Yeah. Now, granted, when I heard... When I was first introduced to David Porter... Sure. I was like, nice to meet you, Mr. Porter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, uh, oh my gosh, David Porter. Yeah. Because he's the man behind all the music you hear. Right. You know? Right. I mean, he's not the artist sure. up in the front. Yeah. So, I mean, what? you've got this big name, really good talent. Really good talent, and bringing you on—you know, a great business mind with Tony. I mean, what are y'all? What's the end? Like, are you wanting to get like ten more artists this year? Well, yeah. Eventually, goal.
1: Yeah, eventually, we want to have probably between uh, ten and fifteen artists. All making music in Memphis. All making music in Memphis. Okay. So whether they're from Memphis or whether we'll be relocating people to Memphis that have great talent, um, that's that's what it's going to be. And what we want to do is bring credibility a current credibility to uh the, the 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 thought of memphis the brand of memphis and we're going to bring a greater light that's why i think I, it's there already
0: yeah. mm-hmm. i mean we have a our one of the well-known drummers in memphis terrence clark sure um you know he goes to nashville all the time to record mm-hmm. to record and he talks to people there when he says he's from memphis yeah i mean that means something yeah it carries a currency mm-hmm. in musical circles yeah maybe not worldwide i don't know what i don't know what the impression is
1: well you know i feel like in every city you know whether it's new york la atlanta wherever nashville there are there's every grade of skill. there's high musicianship and there's poor musicianship there's in the middle um i feel like memphis is having been to all those cities and now living here memphis is the local talent here is phenomenal i mean yeah. just in Fellowship Memphis, the church alone, the musicianship is, is phenomenal. And so why, when I say, oh, we got somebody from L.A., is there this thought in your head of, oh, that's a greater excellence? Right. That's what we need to do for Memphis. When people go to Seattle and they say, oh, we, we found this artist, or we, we heard this guy in Memphis, and people have that same respect that when they say New York or when they say L.A. or when they say, That's what it's an impression. Yeah. That's what needs to happen for Memphis. Yeah. Well,
0: I think it could happen. Absolutely. It's been there. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, man, I'm excited. I think, uh, you know, I'm glad Memphis got Hamilton Harden. Thank you. Right. It's a great addition to the city. All right. I mean that. (laughs) I can't take (laughs) you seriously, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that. Okay. Well, from the bottom of my heart. Thanks, man. Yeah. You're great. Thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, man, it's going to be really fun to see made a Memphis re not re but resurrect mm-hmm. you know the uh, the strength of Memphis music because yeah. it's there Yeah, but there hasn't been the backing behind it to kind of propel it into sure you know the the broader discussion on music quality mm-hmm. so that's going to be good yeah. so this is not going to be your last time here right? absolutely consider not consider this the contract signed to return to yes. the acre yes Uh as this sort of as this thing just unfolds and maybe we'll watch it from uh watch pretty closely thanks, and man. uh
1: yeah I, I can't wait to see it man thanks man well thanks for being here man thanks for having me yeah
0: hamilton harden everybody <laughs>